Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast, where whether you're just beginning or you're in the middle of your race or you're near the end, we want to help you finish your homeschooling adventure well. And today we're going to talk about math success in high school. And I know as soon as I said that, a lot of you are shutting me out already because you don't really like math. You find it distasteful. But I really want to challenge you and encourage you to listen to what I have to say. And you might want to reevaluate some of your feelings for math because it really is an important part of your child's education. And believe it or not, mom or dad or teen, if you're listening, you can be successful at doing math. And parents, you can be successful at teaching math. So as we get started, I want to start with the reasons that students do poorly in math. You might be surprised what they are, but this is some of the reasons that people do poorly in math. They think they can't do it. They're not confident. They feel like, oh, I'm not a math person. I'm a failure. There's no way I can do that. Or they have poor study habits when it comes to math. I run into homeschool kids all the time who like to do everything at the last minute. So if they have a paper due, their mom says, I want this paper by Friday, then Thursday late afternoon, they're working on the paper or maybe even early Friday morning. And that is a mentality that some students have. And with math, you can't do that. Math is something you really have to do at least four times, preferably five times a week. It's something that is important to do every day because it's incremental and I'll get into more of that later. But another thing is that when it comes to math, they do math in spurts rather than consistently. So maybe they'll do math for three days at the beginning of the month and then not do it again for another month. And I know you think, oh my goodness, that happens. Yes, it does. And sometimes we don't even know our kids are doing that. So by the time they redo it, they've forgotten so much of what they have learned. And finally, probably the main reason that students don't aren't successful in math is because their moms are afraid of math or their dads, whoever's in charge of teaching. And because they're afraid, they pass that fear onto the kids. So that is something that is important to be positive about math. If you're a mom or dad and you want your child to be successful, be positive. Because if they want to go on to college, their math score is a really big part of their SAT score. So I've talked about, you know, what are some of the reasons, but the big thing is let's overcome those reasons. And to start with, what's so great about math? Like, why do we care about math anyway? Well, one of the things I love about math is it's concrete. The answer is either right or it's wrong. It's not loosey-goosey. It's just right out there. And it's based on facts that God set into place in the universe. And it's just um, applying those facts to problems and situations. Math helps students learn to problem solve. 
because math is what? Solving problems. And life is full of what? Solving problems. Whenever I talk about leadership, I always say, yeah, leadership is mostly solving problems, (laughs) you know, with people or with situations. But life is full of problems to be solved. And math gives children confidence in the future in solving problems because they've learned to do it in math class. Math is incremental, so you don't waste anything you learn. You learn about fractions, you learn about decimals, and then they don't just disappear and you forget about them. They come back in algebra. They come back in algebra too, pre-algebra. So math is exercise for the brain. Math is just a great way to warm up the brain early in the morning. I always have my children start with math. Some of your kids may need like another subject to kind of wake up and maybe a cup of coffee. (laughs) Teens sometimes need coffee. But math is a great way to get our brain, to get all those brain cells synapsing and moving and sending signals. And math is also a wonderful exercise for logic and logical thinking. So if you want children to exercise that little logic muscle, then math is a great way. Because like I said, math is based on facts. It's either right or wrong. It isn't loosey-goosey. And logic also um, and problem-solving really work better if you're basing those things on truth, on facts. So um, math is great. It is wonderful. It's not just something we have to muddle through, but it, it does help also in practical life when you think about, okay, how much carpeting do we need for the upstairs? That brings in um, geometry or even if it's more tricky trigonometry so why can children be confident in math and this can be true if you have a little one or an older one the bottom line with our children is this each of our children were knit together in our mother's womb or if they're adopted in a birth mother's womb but they're fearfully and wonderfully made god did not make a mistake your child can do math And also, as they come to Christ and they learn to walk with Christ, the Bible says they can do all things, including math, through Christ. So God has strength for them in things that they can do that seem impossible. One of the ways that you can really help your child be confident in math is to lead them from success to success to success. Um, If they're auditory, my daughter does an auditory math program with her little ones uh, who are auditory. I always got adorable little, uh, we used Bob Jones because the pictures were so cheerful and cute and adorable. And later we switched to Saxon. But that was really helpful. We tried different programs. One of my daughter was really math challenged. And we got different things for her, ending up with, something that worked for her. We tried out several different things. But so find a program that works with your child and lead them from confidence to confidence. Because if they don't get something in third grade or fourth grade, maybe they don't really understand decimals or fractions, then that's going to come back to haunt them. It's not going to go away. So, you know, if you think, oh, yeah, they got a 70, they passed. Okay, yeah, 70 might be okay in any other subject, but with math, a 70 in elementary school, that is going to not 
turn out to be a 70 in high school. So one of the things that you can do with your child is when they have a problem area, stop and get supplemental works. There's so many games. There's so many fun things that you can do to help with problem areas, especially fractions and decimals seem to be the number one problem that children leave elementary math with and struggle with math for the rest of their school career because they don't really get it. So make sure that your child gets things and that can really help them to be confident in math. The other thing that can help your child be confident in math is all those little voices that say, oh, I'm not smart or I'm not just a math person or I'm not good at math. All of those voices can be silenced. You can teach your child to silence those lies from the devil and those lies that come into our mind. The Bible tells us to take every thought captive to Christ. So if the devil wants to tell me I can't do math, that's a lie because the Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. If you give your child good study habits when it comes to math and a game plan, that's going to really help them to be confident in math because they're going to experience success. So that's what I want to talk about now is how do you give your child a game plan and good study habits so they can experience success in math? Well, the first game plan is to work steadily, to not stop, but to work steadily. Um, if you come to something that they don't understand, you can spend extra days working on that subject. It's not like, okay, we have to get this textbook done by this date. It's more, we have to spend this much time every day working on math. Now, that is a really different depending on the ages. When children are in elementary school, early, like kindergarten, first grade, they might be doing 15 minutes a day in math. Better 15 minutes, five days a week or four days a week in math than, you know, one or two hours one day a week. It's just so much better for children to do math each day. And then when they get to high school, sometimes they're spending an hour a day. Now, when children tell you, oh, I spent two hours doing this, Make sure that you find out whether they spent two hours doing their math or they spent two hours being distracted and five minutes during doing their math. So really check that out because a lot of children do get easily distracted and, you know, it can help for you to be in the room with them doing something else. So you're not, I'm talking about high school kids here with elementary, of course, you're working with them. But in high school, I would a lot of times be in the room to just, it seemed to keep my kids on task. Not that I would be looking over their shoulder as much as I would be working on something of my own or, you know, but I would be there and that seemed to keep them a little bit on task. So if you have someone who gets easily off task, sometimes just being in the same room, working, alongside them with something different can keep their focus on the math. And then you're also there to help them. I would encourage children. I did this with my own children. I encourage them to do math first thing, especially if a child doesn't like math. It helps to start with something 
challenging or unpleasant to them and then move on to things they enjoy a little more. So we would start with math and they had a block amount of time and I would help them with things. And like I said, if they didn't get something, we would spend time the next day going over it, maybe with some worksheets I would download or a game that we would play together and that would still be working on the issue and working on math and we're still getting our math in every day. So again, consistency, math is incremental. So if they don't get something in the younger years, it's going to come back to haunt them in the older years. A lot of times when I help kids who are struggling with math in high school, we end up going back to fractions or decimals and just spending time working on that and really driving that home so they understand the concepts and they are able to be very accurate when they do it. Because remember, math is knowing the concepts to apply to a problem and then doing the problem in an, in an accurate way so that you have a very high accuracy rate. So it's understanding and then accuracy. There's the two sides to math. So doing math every day, being consistent really helps with that. Um, learn each concept well before moving on and not only fractions and decimals, but borrowing the order of operation, making 10. So borrowing it, we learn borrowing really young, but if they don't really understand borrowing the concept of how it works, it can come back to bite them in the butt later on. The other thing is order of operations. What do I do first? What do I do second? All of that is really, really important when it comes to math because we want to be able to um, know, do I add first in this equation or do I multiply the numbers first? And so those are things that children really need to know and understand. Children are going to have to memorize stuff when it comes to math. If you want them to be successful and have them be confident in math and enjoy it, um, memorizing those multiplication tables, offer money, whatever you need to do to get them to memorize their multiplication tables. You can start with skip counting. We used to use these skip counting tapes, and I can't remember the little melodies anymore, but they were really fun. Those were from Matthew C. We used to all, we also used Matthew C, which I really liked. And so skip counting and then the tables though. So you can say to your child, what's seven times seven? And they can immediately say 49. And it helps to review. Games are great. For this and contests, children do really well with games and contests. And I remember when you're all the kids in our homeschool co-op were really struggling with math. So my friend Laura, she started class and all they did the whole time in class was games. They played games. They had contests, but it so helped all of them to grow in understanding math concepts and moving forward. Now they still did their regular math at home. So I wouldn't, I would say, you know, a good math learning experience would include games. It would include kind of a little bit of healthy competition with other siblings or other students. And of course, the 
work, you know, the, the textbooks with, or workbook with the math. Another thing they need to do is memorize basic formulas. Now, I am going to go through a couple of these starting in elementary school. So some of you are like, don't confuse me with, you know, high school math formulas. So just some basic things that I know that you probably know. But children should know these. They should memorize these formulas. The area of a rectangle is the length times the width. The perimeter of the rectangle is the length, one side, one long side, and one short side times two. So if a triangle, if a rectangle is the longest side is, sides are five inches and the little sides are two inches, then the perimeter would be five plus two is seven times two would be 14. You could also add each side. Five plus two is seven plus five is 12 plus two is 14. But it's much quicker to know that formula. The area of a square is one side times itself. So if the size of a square are four inches, then the area would be 4 times 4, which is 16. The perimeter of a square would be 4 times A. So I'm not going to use 4 because, uh, so 5. Say so say all the sides are 5. Then 5 times 5 is 25. That would be the area. And the perimeter would be 5 times 4, which is 20. Or 5 plus 5 is 10, plus 5 is 15, plus 5 is 20. So knowing that the the perimeter would be just one side times four, it makes it quick. Then the circumference of a circle is two pi times r. The area of a circle is pi times r squared. And those are, you know, we're getting a little bit more advanced, but those are some, those are things that your child needs to know. These formulas, a triangle, the area of a triangle is half the base times the height. The average, to find the average of something, is you add up all the numbers and divide by how many numbers there are. So the Pythagorean theorem is to find the length of a hypotenuse in a right triangle is the square of the length of the hypotenuse equals the sum of the squares and the lengths of the legs of the right triangle. So all of those, you now I'm getting a little bit, you know, more confusing. But all of those are important for your child to memorize as they go on. It's not like they're going to be memorizing 50 things every year, but as they go on. So in my experience, I had my children, I was able to help them all the way through. And, and But what my oldest daughter, the one I started with, she just really struggled with math. So when we got to fourth grade math, we went ahead and did another textbook of fourth grade math. So she redid basically fourth grade math. And that was, that's where you get decimals and fractions and all of this stuff. So by the time she was done, she was pretty solid, but she still didn't like math. Then we went to a homeschool co-op that offered something called math counts. And that's by the engineering association of America. Well, she got involved with math counts. She ended up doing really well the first year, even better the second, and even better the third. She went to the state competition. So it was, she was a math lead, and I couldn't believe it because she'd always hated math. But 
they made math so fun and they learned so many advanced concepts that as she went on through high school, she really did well. She didn't need a lot of help. But when my second daughter came along and she needed help, my first daughter helped her. When my third daughter came along, my second daughter helped her. So by the time I got to my fourth child, I really was kind of out of the high school math thing because my older children were helping the younger children. So when my fourth daughter came along and she was struggling with math, I went ahead and got a tutor for her. And the tutor happened to be my friend, and we were kind of bartering and swapping, so I didn't have to pay for it. But I would have gladly paid for it because it really was something that she needed. I was just more out of touch with math by the time um, she got along, and she needed the extra help. She just thought very differently about math than the older girls than I did. My son came along. And he went so far in math that I had to sign him up for calculus his senior. No, he finished calculus and I had to sign him up for college courses his senior year to keep going with math. He's an engineer. So I have the whole gamut of, you know, my natural mathematicians, my, you know, grown mathematicians and then, you know, ones that struggled. So um, I learned that it is OK to ask for help. And one of the things that we had done in our homeschool co-op at our church is my friend Leanne, who was a retired math teacher, she has a master's degree in math. She loves kids and she loves to tutor kids. So she would have a tutoring hour before co-op started and anyone who needed help with math would come early and get tutoring help. Well, that was such a blessing. And then eventually I started teaching online and Laura started teaching online at True North Academy. And now Leanne is tutoring and teaching math at True North Academy. So if you are needing help, I'm going to recommend her to you. She's a personal friend. She is teaching this year pre-algebra, algebra and algebra two. And all of those classes she is so good on. And I, I've had talks with students that she's helped and they have always said to me, Oh my goodness, Leanne makes things so easy to understand. And I, I agree. She's just really helpful. I wish I'd had her, you know, known, known her earlier for other friends that were struggling with math. But Laura, my friend Laura is also an amazing math tutor. So. If you are needing help, I, this is just one avenue, truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. She is teaching and tutoring Leanne Benjamin, and you can find a link to her classes in the show notes. But the thing is, is that there's probably other options around. Like if you have um, a friend who's an engineer, he might be willing to tutor. Do you have someone who loves math, they might be willing to help. But don't be afraid to delegate math out if you're uncomfortable with it. The main thing is to stay positive about math. Don't talk about how you hate it. Don't talk about how it's too hard. You know, just say, well, math is such an amazing subject, and I want you to have someone who's even better at it than I am. And see, that way you're still being positive about math, and you're getting help. So anyway, I hope this helps you with finding success in math 
and I look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you, and happy homeschooling. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. 